greetings to you all. Um, I greet all the KGM family that are, that are meeting in different places and are following us here today. It is it's a great uh, privilege and an honor to be live streaming today um, all the way from Walfish Bay, Namibia. And um, my name is JP Ewish. To, to all those who are watching us and following us today, who are not from Walfish Bay, but from a different part of Namibia or outside of Namibia, we greet you as well. And uh, we, we trust that we will be able to, to help you to hear what the Lord is saying um, in a time like this. I really have a, a great feeling about the word that I want to share today with you. I have been busy over the, the last couple of months uh, speaking on oneness and the, the economy of grace. Today I'll still be continuing on oneness, the economy of grace, but I have a slightly different focus and I, I just want to bring something through that the Lord laid upon my heart or stirred within me that I feel is necessary before we actually, you know, just continue with explaining the economy of grace. So it'll be a slightly a different focus, um, but yeah, we, 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 see, we see what the Lord has to say. So won't you just go with me to Acts chapter 4 and verses, verses 32, I think it is. Yes, Acts chapter 4, verses 32. Um, it says here, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that, the, that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. Verse 33, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he has need. <coughs> Excuse me. So we've been speaking about this word that the Lord has shared with me. Um, in this in this last couple of months on in Acts chapter four about oneness, about a place that has that has gives us a corporate dominion, a place that that brings uh, authority over sicknesses. There's no lack, uh, poverty is dealt with. Um, there is strife and contention is dealt with, and, and so we've been having a different focus on this message today, I want to I wanna talk to you about um, hearing, hearing the word of the Lord, hearing the word of the Lord, which for me is so important as, the, as I was going through the week, the Holy Spirit was just stirring my heart again and, and, and just saying, you know, we need to hear what the Spirit is saying uh, because the, the challenge is that um, we are now part eight in the economy of grace and the challenge can come to you that after having after listening to eight sessions on a same message you know you can begin to 
just listen to the scriptures and just listen to the words being spoken, but no longer tap into the voice of the Lord that is coming through the scriptures. And so we have been speaking about the economy of grace and we've been speaking about how that there is another economy that is available to us while there is the economy of this world. And this economy is in God. It is there. It's available. And it is, it is a, an economy that we must understand, it, that we must grasp. And the Lord is trying to bring to us an understanding of this economy that is available uh, there for us and that we should tap into it, that we should get into it, step into this economy because the minute you step into this economy, you are not bound by the economy of this world. And that this economy has a substance that is, that is flowing through it, that is being distributed, that is being consumed, uh, that has a demand, that has a supply. And, and it can meet all our needs. Now, I've explained so many of these things in the previous sessions of, these, of this message. And if you're just joining us for the first time, I would encourage you to go and listen to the, to the other parts of this message. Uh, you can get that on our website or on our Facebook page or on YouTube. You know, just go to Kingdom Gateway or type in my name, J.P. Ewish, and you will get these messages. So I'm unable to go back to what I've said, but I've been sharing on this word and and I feel that the Lord is saying that, that we, as His people, must hear the word of the Lord. We must hear what He is saying. He, we, must, we must step into the voice of God. We must, we must not just listen to scriptures that we, are, that we are being given when someone is preaching. or um, Because that becomes the difference between between a group of people that is listening to the same speaker or the same, uh, to the same person who is delivering the message and they're taking the scriptures and they're giving it to, to this group of people. But what happens is that out of this group, there's a group that uh, they, they are enjoying the fruit of the word and then there's another group that is not enjoying the fruit of the word. How is that possible? How is it that that there can be a, a, a different experience with the word because one is hearing the word of a man and the other one is hearing the word of God that is being delivered to them. So the real difference lies not in the, lies not in the message that you are hearing, but it is rather whether you can hear God when the word is being spoken. That is the, that is the clear difference between someone who's enjoying fruit from what he is hearing and the other person who's not enjoying fruit and is actually just finding himself in more challenges, more difficulties. So I, I, I encourage you today to, to listen for the Holy Spirit in what I'm, being, what I'm saying. Don't listen to me. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what God is saying. Seek the voice of God in, through, in the voice of a man when a man speaks. You know, it's so easy for us today if uh, most, most of the church loves prophets 
and we get genuine prophets and we get false prophets. But wherever there's a genuine prophet and people gather in that meeting to listen to that prophet, they, they, the, the people are very, uh, they, they, there's such an expectation in the atmosphere that God would speak to them. And when the prophet comes along and, he's, and he chooses out someone out of the crowd and he gives them a word, um, it's a man that's speaking to them. But by the time they are finished, they said, the Lord spoke to me. And so that's what we want. When a word is being preached, you should not say that a man spoke to me. You should be saying, I heard God say to me. And that is what you are after. If you are not hearing God, then you are not getting what you should be getting. Um, that, that you should have been, so you should have gotten from that word when it was being spoken to you. And that's the main thing that, that we need to be after. While there are so many different messages that we can speak, the, the key point is hear the word of the Lord. And I want to drive this point home today. I've been speaking about the economy of grace and God has been saying to us there is another economy. My question is, have you been hearing God while he has been speaking? Because from my side, I know that I have heard God and I have taken what God has said to me and I have implemented it and I have seen the fruit of what God said. The, that is the, the major difference and I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to show you that today. And, and so go with me to, to 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 8 and verses 7. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verses seven. So this this chapter, as I've said in the previous sessions that I've done, this chapter is talking about a grace that was upon this church of Macedonia. And Paul is telling the Corinthians there was a grace that was upon them. And as I explained in the previous sessions, that um, the grace that, that Paul was trying to highlight that was upon you was the grace of giving and and so by the time by the time you come to verses 7 um, Paul writes you and he says therefore as you abound in everything in faith in utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us see that you abound in this grace also what grace is Paul talking about? Paul is talking about the grace to give, to give more, to give more. Um, and and I've said to you, I said to you in the past that I have I have seen I have seen people they grow in their faith, they have the ability to um, to take steps, you know, trust God. They they going through major trials, difficulties, and they hold on to God in their faith, believing that God will come through for them. I've seen people grow in their knowledge of the word, their understanding of the word. It talks about you growing in knowledge, you growing in utterance. I've seen people grow in their ability to articulate the word, to speak the word, to explain it to somebody. That's where they are growing. I've seen, I've seen people grow in their ability to serve and to love others. Um, this, is, this is, we can grow in different areas, yet... I see they don't grow in the area of their finances. They, they still lack 
in that area. That's because in this area of their life, they are not abounding in the grace of giving. And, and, and this is what the Lord is trying to explain. There's an economy that is outside of the economy of this world, but this economy works or is activated by giving, by giving. And, and when, we, when we say give, uh, you know, that's where people usually have a difficulty in, in, in wanting to give because, because we, we have our needs, we have our challenges that, that, that are out there. Um, everything, most of the things around in our life revolve around money. Uh, the food that you eat needs money. You need money to buy that. The clothes that you wear needs money to buy that. You want to go travel, you need money. You have children, you need money to put clothes on them, to feed them, to send them to school, to, to do whatever you, you want to go out, you need money. Um, anything you want to do in your, in, in, in your life that revolves around the purpose that God gave you is going to cost you money. And, and um, while we don't, don't want to emphasize you know, so much the money, the point is, the point is, Paul is saying, abound in that grace. So if you are abounding or increasing, the word abound, overflow. Um, if you are overflowing in the ability to give, it somehow means that you have increased so that you could, can have the ability to overflow in giving and be generous and, and help the poor and help um, whoever's in need and do what you want to do. And I explained to you that grace can meet all our needs, physical and spiritually. And, and then I explained to you how that money, uh, things that we possess, they can become grace to us. And uh, I really can't go back into that. But for those of you who have been following, I, I want to say to you, my question today is that I've been hearing from the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing the voice of the Lord? Are you hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? If you're not hearing it, you will hear this message, you will talk this message, you will be able, you will have the information of this message, yet you will never experience the fruit of this word. You will never enjoy the blessing of, of this word. You will never enjoy the life of this word because you did not hear what the Holy Spirit said. You heard the scriptures. That, um, and, and that will become the difference. When you talk with someone, you will be able to quote the scriptures. You say, yeah, I know 2 Corinthians chapter 8. No, I know Acts chapter 4. No, I know 2 Corinthians chapter 9. No, I know 1 Corinthians chapter 16 from verses 1 to, to 3 or to 4. And I know, you know, there's this giving and so on. But you have all that knowledge. You have all that information. The problem with the information is that it never became revelation to you. It was, it never, you never heard God in the message. The, the, the real challenge is not hearing the scriptures. It's hearing the breath in the scriptures. It's hearing the voice in the scriptures that is being given to you in that word. And I want to take you on this journey. I want to show you. I want to show you how you can enjoy the fruit of what you hear. And that is going to be the key difference between you, 
moving at a speed that somebody else is not moving. Why? Because now you are not operating by, by natural hearing. You're, you're operating by hearing the Spirit. And if you're hearing the Spirit, you are moving by the Spirit. And if you're moving by the Spirit, you are moving at a speed that someone in the natural cannot move. And, and that is so important, so important to understand. So I'm going to try and explain to you today that you need to hear what God is saying. Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verses 14. So Romans chapter 10 and verses 14. In this chapter, Paul is explaining something, something to the Romans um, and he's trying to Help them to understand how hearing comes. And so he reads here in verse 14, he says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So this verse is telling you that the, 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 the job description of the preacher is to preach what he heard from God. So when he receives that word and he sends that word by preaching it, the word that he's preaching is not his word. It is the word of God that he's preaching. So in his voice is the voice of God. And if you can hear God's voice and not the voice of a man, that is when you will receive life. In verse 15 it says, How shall they, how shall they preach except they be sent? And if they are sent, it means that they have received something. And therefore they are sent with that message to deliver that message. It says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Zion says, the Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This scripture is telling us that faith comes when you listen to a preacher, faith is coming to you. But faith is coming because you are hearing the word of God. It's not the word of a man that you are listening to. It's the word of God. The question here is, while the man is preaching, are you hearing God speak? Because the Greek word for word here is rhema. It is not logos. Rhema means utterance, speakings. In other words, so faith comes when God speaks to you. Faith comes when you hear God speak to you. Faith does not come when you hear a man speak to you. When you hear a man speak to you, you're just getting information. But when you hear God speak to you, when you hear the utterance of God, the voice of God, that is when faith comes to you. And when faith comes to you, it moves you. It, it, it moves you to do what God told you to do. Whatever the instruction was, whatever God was saying to you, if God says to you, if God says to you that, that, that you can live in another economy 
and that economy exists in him and in his and in his kingdom and there's that economy and 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 that this economy can sustain you if you can know how to enter into it and activate it within your life god is saying then you can be sustained you can be enriched by that economy but if you are not hearing god and you're hearing the word of a man then you have no faith to step into that word that you heard even though you can talk that word even though you can speak it even though you can you can hear and then someone says you know i i heard that i i heard that was a good message it was a good message i am not here to give you a good message i am here to give you the word of god i am here to give you what i heard from god and i am sent with that word to you and i'm saying to you only when you hear god speak only when you hear the voice of god it's only then that faith is activated it is that is how faith comes faith comes by hearing and by hearing the utterance of god the the word of god being preached to you and in the context it's in the context of a preacher in the context of a preacher as a preacher preaches the word and you and you can hear the utterance of god you can hear the voice of god that is when faith comes to you and when faith comes to you then you are operating outside of limitations then the natural no longer limits you because with god nothing is impossible the bible says all things are possible to them who be believe so when faith comes to you limitations are removed how did the faith come to you because you heard god you didn't hear a man when you hear god then immediately faith is there and then the limitations are removed and when the limitations are removed then you can step into the supernatural the supernatural is not just someone falling down on the floor and being healed from his disease or demon being cast out the supernatural is a life that you can live also within the economy of god and if you live in that economy by faith because you heard god and not a man then the natural economy no longer limits you it no longer binds you it, it, immediately you step outside of that economy just like when jesus walked on water there was natural laws that that, that everybody is subject to but when you hear god when peter stepped out of that boat he did not step out because of information he stepped out of the boat because he said jesus if it is you speak to me and jesus said come it is i come when he heard the word of god he stepped out in faith and all of a sudden the natural laws was not applicable to him all of a sudden he walked on water he did something that was impossible how did he do that because he heard because he heard god my question today that i'm giving to you from the holy spirit is are you hearing what he is saying to you or are you listening to information are you just getting information the book of revelation says the book of revelation says the it says right unto the seven churches and as you read those those letters to the seven churches at the end of each letter it says let him who has a ear hear what the spirit is saying today i'm asking you are you hearing what the holy spirit is saying are you hearing what god is saying are you hearing it are you hearing it if you are not hearing it you are going to be still the the, the natural economy is still going to 
have influence on you. But when you have heard about the economy of God and you've heard God speak to you, then, then it's another ball game. Then it's different. Then all of a sudden, people won't understand how you are surviving when they are crashing. They won't understand because God is able to do it. God doesn't need our natural environment to sustain us. God, God needs himself. That's all. It's on God. God can do it. When God promises you something, even if the natural goes against what God said, it, the natural is not how God uses it. It's him who spoke it. When God said to Abraham, when God said to Abraham, listen, I'm going to give you a child. He waited until, until Sarah's womb was finished. Couldn't conceive. Abraham's body is dead, is unable to give a life. And in that place, the promise of God that Abraham heard, he heard God promise. Did not hear a man promise him. He heard God give him a promise. And when he heard God, that word being fulfilled in his life was not dependent upon their body. It was dependent upon the God who spoke it. I'm telling you, there is another economy. I'm telling you, you got to hear what God is saying to you. You got to hear it so that you can walk by faith, step in by faith, so that the unseen can become your reality. How is it that Jesus walks on water? How is it? How is it that Peter walks on water? There is something in the unseen that is supporting him to walk on water. There's an invisible kingdom. There's an invisible world that is supporting Peter, that is allowing, he's living by the law of another world and not by the law of the natural. Why? Because, all because he heard God speak to him. Faith. If we want to operate by faith, we must not operate by information. We must operate by hearing God. I want to say that again. Don't operate by information of scriptures. Operate and function by hearing God. If you're not hearing God, you are limited. You are, you are then subject to this economy. And, that, and I have so many, so many experiences I give, you a, I give you an example in my own life. There's so many of these examples. Anything, um, oh, let, me, let me not say anything. Let me say 90, 90 to 95% of the things that I do, um, I, I can, or the things that I am doing, I can trace it back to a word that God spoke to me. And because He spoke, that's why it works. If he didn't speak, it wouldn't have worked. I would have had to figure it out myself. I would have had to try and come up with my own plans. I would have had to sustain it myself. All those type of things. Um, but if you hear God, it's a totally different story. My, I'm saying to you, you got to hear God today. I'm telling you, awake Awake from your sleep. O oh, sleeper, awake. Awake, I'm telling you. Awaken from your sleep and your slumber and hear the word of God. 
Hear the word of God. Hear. Today I stand as a man sent to you. Hear the word of God. Don't hear the word of a man. Hear what God is saying to you. Hear it. I beseech you. Hear the word of God. You know, Abraham. Abraham. When you read the stories of Abraham, we know that Abraham was the father of the faith. Um, but when we, we see how he walked by faith, when we see the steps of faith, every time you see him walk by faith, you can trace it back to God spoke to him. God said to him, leave your family. God said to him, leave your country and I will bless you and I will make a great nation of you. So what did he do? He heard God. And what did he do? He left in obedience. He journeyed in, a, in obedience to what God said to him. When he wanted to leave a place, God would say, no, stay here. I will bless you here. Um, when, when, he, when he wanted to take Eliezer to be his son because he had no heir, God said, no, 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 he, he will not be your son. But I will give you one. So he never made Eliezer. He operated by faith. We must operate by faith. But to operate by faith, we must learn to hear God. Learn to hear God. I have many times heard God through a man preaching. And when I heard God and I stepped into that word, things happen. Things just happen. So there is the utterance. Go with me to, to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verses 4. Matthew chapter 4 and verses 4. While you, are, while you are sitting there and listening, you need to be saying to the Holy Spirit, help me to hear. Help me to hear. Because revelation does not come. No man can give you a revelation. Revelation is, is given by the Holy Spirit. He is the one. I cannot see. Ear cannot hear. Neither can it enter into the heart of a man. But it is revealed unto us by the Holy Spirit. That means I can be speaking and you will not see. I can be speaking and you will not hear. I can be speaking this word and it will not enter into your heart. Only but if the Holy Spirit reveals to you, your ear will hear, your eyes will see and life and the word will enter into your heart. And faith will come and you will do things. And when you obey the instruction, things will shift around you. All because you heard. You know, uh, if somebody had to ask me, what is the key to, to how you do things? My answer is very simple. It's not because I'm clever. It's because of my relationship with the Lord. It's because I hear Him. I'd hear him tell me, do this. And when I do it, it happens. It works. It works. The key is hearing. Not a man, but hearing God. Here in Matthew chapter 4, we see a, a beautiful example of this. Jesus is in the wilderness. He's being tested. The environment can't sustain him. It's just desert. It's just sand. Everywhere. Where is he going to get food? How is he going to live? Where? How is he going to survive? 
How is he going to be sustained in that environment? And here's a clear example of how God doesn't always need the environment to be right to sustain you. And the, the devil comes to Jesus and says, Turn the stone into bread if you be the Son of God. And Jesus responds and says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. That word for word is rhema, utterance, speakings. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every speaking, every utterance of God that proceeds out from the mouth of God. How do you live? You live by hearing the speaking of God. That's how you can live by faith in a wilderness. How do you live? You've got to live by God, by hearing the, the, the speakings of God. That's how you live. That's how you survive. And that's not only how you survive, that's how you can thrive. By hearing God, you've got to hear Him. You've got to hear the Word of God. My, my, yeah, today I am coming through very, I don't know, very strong, but in my spirit I am, I am moved to speak in this way. I'm moved to, to say to you, hear God. Hear Him, hear Him. Do not hear the Word of a man. Do not listen to the Scriptures, but listen to the voice. Of God listen to the voice of God listen to the Word of God listen in search for God's voice when the word is being preached listen for the quickening of your ear listen for it listen for it listen for the ear for God to speak to you because that is where the key is I am moved to speak to you like this today uh, it's our first live stream but I am moved to speak in such a way. You've got to hear God. In a time of crisis, you've got to hear God. You've got to hear God. Man does not love by bread alone, but by every utterance of God, every rhema of God, every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Um, I, I, I earlier wanted to tell you a testimony in my, my personal life. I, I kind of forgot that, but... I'm reminded about it again. Um, a few years ago, uh, while I was still coaching, I, I used to be a tennis coach. And, and in, this, in that period of my life, I, uh, we, my, 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 my family and I, myself, my wife, and at that stage, my, my two kids that I had, we used to get sick every month. If one got sick, all of us got sick. It, it just, every, without fail, every single month, whether it was summer, it didn't matter what season of the year it was, we just got sick. And I remember I went through the summer getting sick every month and we were busy uh, moving into, um, you know, coming close to winter and so on. And as I was standing on the tennis court, and I was thinking that soon, a few months from now, it's winter. And I thought to myself, if, if we're getting sick now every month, what is it going to be like when winter arrives? Then I'm going to be bedridden. I will be in that bed the whole time because I am every time, and not only me, but my, my whole family. And I was just thinking those thoughts to myself. 
And at that moment, as I was thinking these things, God spoke to me. The speakings of God came. I heard God. And God said to me, you do not have to be subject to seasonal changes. And I heard God and I said, yeah, no, man. I'm born from above. I am from above. I may be in this world, but I'm not from this world. And when I heard that, I said, yes. I said, God, I declared now I will not get sick anymore. Even when winter's here, I will not get sick. I don't care what, what the seasonal changes, what will happen, and what, I am not going to get sick. I heard him. And then I took that for myself. Two weeks later, I'm walking in our house. I'm walking down the corridor. As I'm walking down the corridor, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, whatsoever you bind now is bound. And I, and, I, and I knew exactly what he was speaking. He was speaking about this thing of getting sick every month. And as I walked down that corridor in my house, I said, Lord, I bind this disease. I will not get sick anymore. I declare it. It's finished. I, it was another two years before I came sick again. After that moment. Why? Because I heard God. All of a sudden, the natural did not apply to me. Why? Because I was stepping in by faith. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right. So go with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Well-known scriptures, these. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verses 3 to 5. And this is the chapter where God shows Ezekiel a valley of dry bones. They are dry. They are scattered. They're far from each other. And, um, and the Lord asks him a question in verse 3. He says, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. You know. Verse 4, And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. Say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Come on, look what God says. God understands that the bones must hear the word of the Lord. They must not hear the word of a man. If they hear the word of the man, those bones will never live. You will never live because you're hearing a man. You will live because you hear God. And here God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to those dry bones. Say unto them, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Verses 5, he says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, because, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. So when you hear the word of the Lord, not the word of a man, and you hear that word, and when you hear that word, what happens is that breath will come to you. And when breath comes to you, that breath will give life to you. You are weary because you have not received, you have not heard the word of the Lord, and you have not received the breath of the Almighty, and therefore there's no life to make your light shine. The Bible says that the word, that, that, that the word is life. And that life lightens every man. It makes him shine. The shine, you know, you're weary, you're dry. 
you, you feel like giving up, you, you, you feel hopeless, and you sit and you listen to the word and you say, Lord, there's nothing in this word. It's not that there's nothing, it's because you're hearing a man. You need to hear God. You need to hear the word of the Lord. When you hear God, when you hear the voice of God, wow, breath comes to you. In the book of Job, he says, there's a breath in man that gives him understanding. Or the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. It is the breath of God that gives life. The Bible says in the book of Timothy, it says that, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration means the breath of God is in the scriptures. So if you're hearing scriptures, but you're not hearing the voice of God in what is being preached to you, what are you? You are not getting the inspiration, the breath, the life, the Zoe life. The, the, the grace, there's no grace, there's no spirit. Jesus said, my word is spirit and it is life. It is spirit and life to you when you hear God. It is not spirit and life when you hear a man. My word has no life. But if the word that I'm speaking to you is God and you can hear God in what I am saying, you are receiving inspiration, life, breath. You will live. Your weary bones shall be strengthened. Your weary hands that have been going down and, and you're unable to lift up your hands and give praise to God. All of a sudden they shall receive strength and you shall lift up your hands and you shall glorify God. Why? Because you heard God speak to you. When you heard Him, the breath came to you. The life came to you. And all of a sudden your hands are lifted up and you're glorifying and you're worshipping God. All of a sudden you found strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up their wings like eagles. They shall run and they shall not be weary. Why? Because they heard God. They waited for Him and He spoke to them. God knows how to speak a word in season. Listen, we are sons of God. Sons of God don't function by the word of a man. The, a man functions by a word of a man. But a son born of God functions by the voice, the word of God. And he functions by the breath of the Almighty. We function by hearing. We don't function by, the, by information. We don't function by information. We don't function like that. Gathering information. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the problem with the culture. Though we have to use Facebook to speak, you know, because we are separated from each other. But the problem with Facebook can sometimes be that all we are hearing is statements the whole time. And what we are gathering is just simply information. And those informations do nothing to us. But because we're not hearing God, you've got to be after the breath of God. You've got to be after the voice of God. You've got to be after the word of God. Only the word of God can feed your hungry spirit. Only the word of God can remove the thirsties. The thirst from your soul can water your soul, can give life to you, can make you function in a, in a place better, better than where you are functioning right now, can make you live like a son. Only we are sons of God and sons of God don't function by the word of a man. They function by the breath of the Almighty. They function by hearing God. They function by hearing the voice of God. That is how they function. 
Ezekiel prophesied to dry bones. I prophesy you today. I tell you, listen, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. There is another economy. Hear it. Hear it. There is another economy out there. There is another one. There is another one. Hear it. Hear the word of God. I'm telling you. Ezekiel said, the Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy, say to the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He said, behold, breath shall come into you when you hear the word of the Lord and you will live. You will rise from the ashes. In one moment, when you hear God, a breakthrough can come. In one moment, when you hear God, people sometimes ask me, Pastor, what must we do? I say, go pray. Go and hear, go and ask God what you should do. Because when you hear, because I train people to listen to God, and sometimes it's difficult to go and pray and listen and do, because we want to move as quick as we can. And we don't want to wait for God to speak. But like I guarantee you, if you wait for Him, and He speaks, and you hear the utterance, the word of God, not the word of a man, the word of God. What will happen is you will find that all of a sudden you're walking, you were busy drowning in the sea. All of a sudden you're walking on water. All of a sudden the impossible is becoming possible. You don't understand how it can change in a moment because we are sons of God. We are from above. We are sons of God and we function by the breath of the Almighty. I want to show you that in, in, the, in, the, in, in Genesis chapter 3. Go with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verses 8. Genesis chapter 3 is the chapter where the serpent comes to Eve. He tempts her to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, of which God told them not to eat from. And there was the tree of life. And, and here, after, after they had been tempted, he was tempted, she fell for the temptation, she took from the tree, she ate the fruit from the tree, and immediately their eyes were open and they, and they saw that they were naked and they had sinned. And in verse 8, God, the, the, the scripture says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam, his wife, hid, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The Bible says in, in Luke chapter 3, I think it is in verse 38, um, it says there that Adam was the son of God. And we see here that in the garden, Adam walked by listening to the voice, to the voice of the Lord God in the cool. The word kua in the Hebrew is ruach. The breath of the day. That means 
God designed, created us as sons of God to function by His breath. And how do we function by His breath? By hearing His voice. When we, when we preach, people must be searching for the voice of God. You, you must train your ear to hear the voice of the Lord. We as sons of God were never meant to function by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But we were supposed to eat from the tree of life. The tree of life is, is like you living from your spirit man and the unction of your spirit. The tree of knowledge of good and evil is you functioning from your soul, fun functioning by information. No, I, I, I learned that we must give. Okay, let me start giving. See, that's information. I learned that. But a person that is functioning from the tree of life, from his spirit man will say, I heard God say to me, give. And when that person gives, that person is enjoying the fruit, sees the return, sees things happen. But the other person who functions by the knowledge, the information of good and evil. Now I heard that we should teach the scriptures, the scriptures teach us that we should do this. I'm not, you know, we, we build upon the word of God, upon the scriptures. Scriptures are important. You, you, you can't remove scriptures. But it is not by scripture alone. It is by the breath in the scriptures. If you can get, get, capture, access the breath of the, that is in that word, because God spoke it to you, it is then that there's life. I want to say to you, the key is, the key for us as sons of God is not to hear scriptures, not to hear information. You must hear God. You must hear the voice of God. You must hear the speaking of God, the utterance of God. That is what you must hear. That is what is more important here. More important. And then you live by that word, by faith. We live by the word of God, by the breath of the almighty sons of God. We have to be led. They that are led by the spirit are called the sons of God. Now being led by the spirit doesn't mean you, 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 are, you have no boundaries. Uh, the scriptures does lay for us boundaries. I just need to say that at the same time. That, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean if you say no, the Holy Spirit led me, you know that you can go sleep with another, another woman or another man. No, the Holy Spirit led me. No, that's not because the scriptures are against that. It's a sin. But wherever it doesn't interfere with what the scripture says and the Holy Spirit leads you and you can hear God. I, today I want to say to you, are you hearing God? Are you hearing God in what is being said? Um, I will end off with this. I'm going to end off with this in, in Galatians chapter 4. There's a story there of where Paul speaks about Abraham who had two, two women. The one was Hagar and the one was Sarah. Hagar was a slave woman. She was, she's a picture of being under the law. Sarah is a free woman. She's a picture of someone being in grace. Not under the law, but in grace. And both of them had children. Hagar had Ishmael. But the Bible says that Ishmael was a son of the flesh. 
And Sarah also had a son, but this son was born by the power of the Spirit. And this son is called Isaac, and he is called the son of the Spirit. He is the son of the Spirit. And so what we have here, in, in the Bible, in the Bible, Paul is trying to explain to us that while both of these women received seed from the same person, Abraham. So we can't say that there's something, it's, it's got to do with the seed. No, because when he dropped his seed into them, it was whether the Spirit quickened the seed that gave life and brought forth a son of the Spirit who operates by the Spirit. And when you have a son of the Spirit, you bring forth fruit. So this is, a, this is a, a perfect picture of when you're in a church, you're listening to the same word that the rest of the people are listening to, but all that it's doing to you, you're listening to this word, you can quote the word, you can talk the scriptures, you can say everything, but all that's happening to you is you're having bondage, flesh, you're getting worse, you're not bringing forth fruit, you're not bringing forth the life that you're supposed to, and all that's happening is you're, you're in a sense backsliding, but you're listening to the same word as another person. The other person that's two seats down the row from you is hearing the same word, did not hear information, law, heard revelation, inspiration, life, heard God, and took that word and brought forth spirit and life and producing fruit. And all you're seeing is that person is changing, becoming new and different. And, and you can't understand this person is, is now only four, four months in the Lord, but the way they are growing is because they're hearing God. I, I, I speak to you today. I end off with this. I end off with this. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that I want to encourage you to hear God. There is another economy. I have been talking to you about the economy of grace. The administration of grace. How that what we possess, if we distribute it, if we give in the way that it represents grace, what will happen is that that, that grace will activate, it will work, and it will multiply and increase. There's another economy. Today as you are sitting there, I want you to enter into the spirit of generosity and start giving. Give a hug. Give a prayer. Give to somebody's need. Give a prophecy. Give a word of knowledge. Pray for somebody's healing. Give. Grace was never meant just to be kept by you. Grace was always given to you freely that you may also give it freely to others. And grace works best when you give it. Distribute, distribute, distribute grace. I'm saying to you today, are you hearing what God is saying to you? As you are there, you close your eyes as we are going to pray. I'm going to pray with you now. My, as, you, as your eyes are closed and as you are busy praying and talking to the Lord, Ask the Holy Spirit, say, quicken me by your word. My eye and my, 
My eye has not seen, my ears not heard, but Holy Spirit reveal it to me. Speak to me. Breath of the Almighty come into me. Give me life. Quicken me. I pray that you will quicken me. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit. He says, let he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I encourage you to do that. Let me pray with you. Father, I pray right now for every person that is listening to this word today. I pray like Ezekiel. As you spoke to Ezekiel, you said to him, prophesy, say unto these dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And you said, because breath will come into you and life shall come to you. I pray today that life will come to those who are listening to the sound of my voice. I pray that they will, not, that they will step beyond listening to my voice. But that they will hear the voice of the Lord in the breath, in the ruach, in the cool of the day. I pray that they will hear and I pray that their breath will come. I pray that you will quicken them. I pray that they will, as they hear you, Holy Spirit, as you speak to them right now. I pray that they will step out of their limitations. I pray they will step into the economy. This is activated by giving. I pray that distribution will become normal. The spirit of generosity will flow amongst us. We will prophesy. We will pray for each other. We will help each other. We will give what we have. Distribute. I pray in the name of Jesus that your ears will be unblocked that your scales will fall from your eyes. And I pray that the breath and the word of the Lord will enter into your heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. So, as I've prayed for you, I trust that the Lord, that you have heard the Lord today. And uh, as I say goodbye to you, um, we will be back next week, same time here, 9.30, live streaming. Bring to you, not the word of a man, but the word of God. Be blessed, stay safe, enjoy the rest of the week, and live by the breath of the Almighty. God bless you, and goodbye.